What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. What's up, everybody? Did you get a sneak peek of our faces? They're flashing in. Uh, welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo Roundtable featuring Hannibal. Just kidding. Uh, hit that like on the way in, guys, if you wouldn't mind doing so. Appreciate that. Um, want to welcome everybody here. We got uh, Kim's Side Money Plans. Got Gary Middleton, GaryZapps.com. Got John Dash, Dash Theory TV. And... Uh, yeah, welcome everybody, and uh, thank you for joining us tonight. We got some uh, interesting topics. Before we jump in, um, how about that White House? What happened there? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, I don't. Dude, don't... the the White House found a ton of cocaine, and the Secret <laughs> Service, the FBI, nobody can figure out where it came from. It's all how, over the, it's all wait, over wait, the White mean, House. They're partying like, in the White House. Like, how do you not figure? Like, how can you not? You just drug test everybody that works there, every single I person. I mean, that is what it would take. I don't know if you guys. I, I, I sent it to you guys, the group here. Um, yeah. I don't. But he de- he did what he always does. He deleted it the second it was done. But Dark Road Run in his new on his new channel um, did a a White House cocaine party where he had Biden sitting there and Hunter was behind the couch. <laughs> really and he was playing like some sick guitar he was like it was all cocaine oriented music he's like doing jj kale slash clapton's cocaine <laughs> and he's got these flakes coming down everywhere how does hilarious. one how does one smuggle cocaine into the white house one of the most secure buildings how how does the secret service it cocaine it was baby powder no, it's all, that's the thing, dude. If if you Google it, even there's not even a single, even the trashy news isn't reporting it differently. They're all saying the same story. No, they said that it, it was tested as cocaine. Yeah, it's cocaine. So, and, and the thing is, it, like I was reading up on too, it wasn't even hidden. Was no, it, like they found uh, it. That's why I said party, dude. It's they, they found it during a routine. El Chapo size amount. What? I, I don't know exactly how much it was, but it was enough it was, to party, dude. It, it was it was enough that they were walking by, doing their routine walking path around the White House, and seen it. <laughs> like it's not it's not like they had to flip up something or move. Something. I mean, no, they're just walking guys, by. This like, where, hey, there's a line of coke over there. Whether you agree with Gary that everybody should be drug tested, I think it's a great idea. But whether you agree with that or not, this is like our national security. And the Secret Service's official statement was, "We don't know where it came from." That's what I said. How does one smuggle cocaine? The Secret Service in the White House. That is their that is their domain. That's what I'm saying. If they can't do that, they can't do anything. 
They didn't say they didn't know who it came from. They said they didn't know where it came we from. We all know who brought it there. It came from outside, <laughs> but they don't know where it's sourced from. It could be Colombia, <clears throat> it could be Mexico. He's the son of, he's the son of of a of a, an important person there who has done this many times in his life and his name is Hunter. Is this the first time there's been cocaine in the White House? No, in fact, you know, I don't know if Gary, you saw some of those articles, but they tried to downplay it in like some of the NBC articles and stuff. They tried to downplay it by saying, hey, you know, this isn't the first time drugs have been in the White House. Willie Nelson smoked a joint and blah, blah, blah hey, with well, Jimmy Carter. I'm going, dude, this is not the same thing. You got that's like the Snoop president Dogg, allowing Snoop Dogg it. smoked weed in a bathroom there. Yeah, but dude, again, though, <laughs> I think there's a big difference. Well, some states now it's illegal, so hey. Yeah, I was going to say, like, even in D.C. it's legal, right? I believe. Is it? In DC, I don't even know. In D.C. it is. I don't know about in the state of Maryland, but I know it's specifically right. Right. So, okay. So, I'm not saying it should be done. And at the time, Willie Nelson and Jimmy Carter. Wait, wait, obviously well, I don't was care if it's legal, legal or not. This is federal property. All I don't care. Federally, it's illegal everywhere. I don't care so much if it's weed. I got to tell you, I care that the Secret Service doesn't know where cocaine came from. <laughs> I mean, they don't. I, I hope they at least like caught. I mean, I'm not trying to get somebody caught, man. But listen, if you're going to work in the West Wing. You should really like not do drugs. I'm sorry. Like, I don't want somebody to get caught for doing drugs, but don't do cocaine at the White House and have a job there. That, like that they found it, but a better question is why did they even figure out to report it? Like, who was the nerd that reported it? It was. It was I think it was, it was too. It was no, just it was too open service. a story. Yeah. Exactly. Can you imagine if you were like the Secret Service agent? You're just doing your normal rounds, and you're like. What is that? And you you know, there's a bunch closer. of lines chopped out yeah, of the table. Yeah, like you get closer and you're like, oh, crap, I have to report this now? And the person's yeah, like putting a sheet of paper. Found it, it was that somebody found them finding it. They're like, oh, probably find this, huh? Okay, well, I better report this then. Well, it, it, was yeah, probably, like, it was probably two of them walking together, chatting, and then one's like, hey, Steve, see that line of cocaine over there? Hey, Steve, why Steve? <laughs> Why not? You're a secret service. Well, yeah, you're the one who did it. Yeah. You're the one like, hey, do you see that over there? And I know what that is. Yeah, John is like, Steve, what is that? Why is Steve's, that there? Steve's like, oh, like, that's cocaine. Man. We have to report that. And John's like, but is it? Do is it cocaine? To? Are we sure? They're sure. This, the like, stories would like... not be out like they are, guys. They're, I don't know how... I mean, John, I can see, but I mean, like, if you were to pull up just even NBCnews.com, well, it's probably not. right there, even still on the homepage. It's from a couple days ago. What's the what? paperwork on that one if you're the Secret Service agent? <laughs> well, I, I bet the question is, how much they found? Was that really how much they observed? Also, <laughs> I'm glad. Look, at we fight for transparency on this show all the time, right? I'm glad they were transparent with us, but... I hate to be like this, but wouldn't the Secret Service normally hide that? That's my question. Like, not want us to know? I'm I'm just saying. I know we're entering a new era where they're trying to be honest and stuff. Well, working out for them. I think, think, though, that they have to disclose it. Because if not, and it gets out, then, I mean, that just, especially with uh, upcoming election years and things like that, they have to disclose everything. Cover up looks yeah, I mean, then. if it was like year one that he was in there, you know, they'd be like, they'd be like, ah, sweep that under the rug. Was it so bring it out now so that it doesn't come out later? Be like, or, or, or this? It, it reminds me of what's, what's that car theft show where they got the cocaine at the back and they have the detective start the car and rev up the engine, like the bait car. 
No, uh, babe, you're watching. What's the name of that movie? It's where they're car thieves. Yeah, let me look it up. It's it's funny because what happens is the detectives show up to the garage and one of the newbies uh, boosts the car that has cocaine in it and cocaine spills out on the floor. And so, like, it's right there by the muffler. And then they have the detective oh, get in the... Seconds? Yeah, Gone in 60 Seconds. There we go. That's not a new movie. I didn't say new I thought movie. he said TV show. I'm like, I know. I could have said TV show. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what I mean. But yeah, that's what it's kind of like. They're like, ah, just sweep it under the rug. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Thomas, 10 grams. Oops. I mean, one gram. Are you talking about ounces or are we talking about gram? Because a gram just means somebody brought some into work and they were having a rough day. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I would think that there's bomb sniffing, drug sniffing, metal detectors, all that stuff at the entrance to the White House. Clearly not. You can do what you want. I would like, think that know, they like, do on the lawn and on the way in. The bombs. Those are for the bombs, not the drugs. But still, don't they have them on the parameters that they actually sniff? But, like- but maybe you don't, you know, if you work in the West, let, let's say you've worked in the West Wing for five years, you probably go through a different entrance and you know everybody. And I'm not saying that they make it so that you could, you still have to go through the metal detector and stuff, but maybe you're not going through a dog area. Maybe they're like, dude, at least our employees don't do drugs. Okay, they do not have any. They do not have any drug sniffing dogs. Really? Yeah, they do not. They have bomb. They sniff for explosives. You know. You know why they probably don't. And I don't mean this mean. It's because of all the different world leaders that come there. Probably. And a lot of those would smell like cert, like I mean hashish and other things like that. Me too. And I mean, walking down the street might smell like that. Which I mean, it's it's just funny with all these articles coming out that how many people are admitting to doing drugs in the white house right <laughs> even the white house is saying look guys we're really sorry but we found some cocaine in here <laughs> like, i would have at least like dude like catch the person and have them admit it and i guess still do the, i'm just not going to trust the secret service again Mar- marion um, apparently <laughs> apparently they only drug test once <laughs> that's on the first interview <laughs> Unless it's somebody who's in the residence and they don't even think to check somebody check. who actually is you residing. Usually, <laughs> random drug testing isn't that random. It's like I have a randomly good guess that you're on drugs. <laughs> is it Joe, says, Joe says, "No way they drug test them. They're cokeheads. <laughs> All our politicians are cokeheads. That is a fact. <laughs> There's probably something to that. I mean." I don't know, man. I mean, I would have thought maybe. Hopefully, we'll learn more of this story because right now it's just funny. It is. <laughs> but funny. Now I want the details. <laughs> I don't know. What is this? Okay, we we should be talking about the gig economy or something. But this is somebody. Was <laughs> oh, that's a oh, these economy. Are, these are the people who will be making the decisions. All right, they make if we're classified employees or not. <laughs> maybe our future is looking better and better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I feel like the supplier is Julie Sue. That's going to be my story. Julie Sue supplies White House with all the cocaine they need. <laughs> Maybe it was planted. But then why would the secret? Nothing makes sense because it wasn't planted on anybody. They didn't make an arrest yeah. that means something or like nothing. It just was like, oops, hey, there's cocaine. Like. <laughs> Just a random story. Just be out there. Just happened to be something. 
Um, we're going to obviously rip into this story big time. Um, I wanted to see if I can grab, I sent these email or this videos to myself too, but, um, cause I wanted to share at least this one with you. So we're going to, let's talk about this flying car thing that was road approved. First of all, Gary, I know you read it. I don't know if you, if you guys read it, but like, um, but this company, I mean, I, I follow all this stuff. I, I don't even know if I've heard of these guys. Aleph. It- yeah, you're talking about that weird car, right? Yeah. Yeah. But so, I mean, there's articles everywhere. They came out last week. They're still out this week. CNN was the first to report the Model A. Um, the FAA has uh, confirmed that it has issued a special er- airworthiness certificate for Aleph's Model A vehicle. Um, and it basically, you guys, is a VTOL, too, which is something we joke about all the time. But, I mean, there's a, there's a lot to this. So it's pre-ordering right now. For $300,000, you'll get it by the end of 2025. What, what will you be able to drive it and fly it? Well, uh, see, and this is this is why I want to show you guys this video, because, man, this kind mm-hmm. of, uh, yeah, this kind of uh, freaked me out a little bit here. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, the guy who runs this company, I don't know how you guys will feel, but we'll see when I pull this up. Um, let's see if this will download it. I don't want to do that. Oh wait, I can do that. I guess. And it's, make sure it's the right one. The, if it if the, is if the picture is anything like the actual car, it's a weird looking car. Okay, so let me see if I can do this. Play it off this tab. Okay, I'm going to share this, I, and then we'll talk about it a little more because well, you're not this sharing is the, the guy. Twenty three minute video, are you? No, no, no. I'm just sharing one minute or oh. one and a half minutes of it. I clipped it into two parts because I want yeah. you to watch the guy who's running this program because he looks like an evil villain from, from, from the worst, from just, I can't even picture, I can't remember what movie it is, but it's, it's like an evil villain. Um, even scared John. Even the car looks like it's an evil villain's car. <laughs> so here we go. Look at him. Oh yeah. Is that guy from the matrix? Be in the dark night. He's just so creepy standing there. Like, go sit down, dude. Wait, dude. <laughs> hey, look at him. Creepy. It looks like they just took a drone and flew it around. It really does drone video, honestly. And then this is the car. Yeah. The Batmobile. But it never moves. Gary, you and I could make this out of cardboard. Yeah. 3D printer. <laughs> Thomas said he got the Coke. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's only a two-seater. Do they actually show up flying? No. Well, then how do we believe that? You gotta believe it. 
if I don't see a fly. Like the dude, dude looks like a villain now. He, he looks like does. a boss villain. It looks like he'd hit it, hit you up for ransom. Oh wait, what was he gonna say? That's I, <laughs> if you guys want to watch it, go to Rideshare Rodeo. It's on today's post, or it's on it's on Fourth of July's post. It's the top article, and all the articles are related to this flying car. So the Model A has a driving range of 200 miles and a flight range of 110 miles. Um, as a low-speed vehicle, um, by regulation, it, it must weigh less than 3,000 pounds and can drive no faster than 25 miles per hour. What? It's like, it's, Hold on. It's like bike I bike speed. faster than that on a pedal bike. But can so, you get in front of traffic? Well, see, here's my so thing, though. Like Gary was saying, it looked like a drone. Now, okay. So it's stupid. It costs a ton of money. And... It's so it's 300 grand. It's only going to do 25 miles an, an hour. hour on the street, but then I can fly. But where can I fly? I'm, I can't just go fly into the neighbor's house. Well, I, I want to know how fast does it go while it's flying? Who cares, dude? Why? I mean, if it goes five, dude, well, 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 like, no, no, it, I mean, that's important to know how fast can I actually fly. But why would he, why would you get any vehicle going twenty five miles an hour? You'll get like honked nonstop saying why aren't you going faster? Why would you Wait, get a vehicle? Fly. I'm I'm just saying where can you fly? Like I'm in Denver. I couldn't just take go, you know what? There's some traffic. Like he showed it above the traffic. Right. I'm pretty sure you're not just gonna be able to go no. fuck this. Like, like <laughs> press a button, just lifts that? up, goes because over. Because if everybody. you noticed where Gary said it was a drone, it definitely was drones. And yeah. that's very misleading because it was very straight flying between those right. buildings. You're not gonna be having people driving between those what about drunk flying? <laughs> bouncing off the buildings, man. <laughs> bumper buildings instead of bumper cars you know what if somebody like is going through a rough divorce and they bomb their ex's house <laughs> in like a but I need to in see like a kamikaze action. way <laughs> how are we supposed to really understand how it works if we don't even see it in action like it's just a concept so i started following them on youtube today that video is from eight months ago, by the way. I don't know why I've never seen it. Again, I've never even heard of the company. And I follow yeah, a lot I mean, of these companies. Yeah. Um, but it's weird. They, you know, they here's the other thing that they're the, the weirdest part to me about this probably wouldn't even be talking too much about it if the FAA didn't approve it. That's a big deal. That's a bigger deal than I probably than most people probably think. Um, even though it's a pretty low grade. The fact that they're going to let consumers in this is pretty freaky, dude. Um, but they have a so a left is going to charge three hundred thousand for this first one. They have already put out a price on the Model Z for twenty thirty five. I hate this stuff. Thirty five grand for the Model Z if you wait twelve years. Okay, can I lock that price in now? In today's in twelve years from now's money, thirty-five grand—that's a good price. Yeah, but you don't know. They don't know that. I mean, if you have thirty-five grand to spend twelve years from now, I probably don't care. My point is, dude, they're not going to be thirty-five grand. If I, if I could, if I had thirty-five grand extra, I'd probably buy one of these cars. I feel like for thirty-five grand, you're going to get like the Flintstones one that you got to pedal in the air. As long as it gets above 15 feet, I'm has good. flaps. Steve, Steve's going to be like, Marissa, we're dropping out to pedal faster. 
chicken leg. I'm tired. We've been at it 12 minutes. All right, then we're going to crash. I'd wear top I'd wear top gun jackets every day. I just look like well, everything. You have to get the yeah, you're going to play highway to the danger zone while you, while you go 23 miles an Bluetooth, hour down the highway. Bluetooth music and I'd have the top gun theme song everywhere. Look they would go or I'll take off. <laughs> Yeah, it, have, it doesn't say here. You don't it doesn't say. Chill. Yeah, it doesn't say what the flight altitude is or flight speed or. Well, or it's, any it's, of it says they have to stay under um, the ten thousand ceiling. The ten thousand. Well, that's what they have to stay under. But what is what? It, what can it actually achieve? Is the is the thing? Because I'm sorry, ten thousand feet in the air in this thing. So it's so if you, if I you... Don't want, maybe I'm being Debbie Downer and maybe because I'm so close to New York City. Um, 9 11. Did anybody like think about someone getting in the I'm wrong? I'm pretty sure Everybody these things would just kid. like the car would dent in a building and then just drop. Because <laughs> if you looked at it, like the I don't know if you, you guys didn't see the article, but even on the article picture that I posted on Ride Share Rodeo or UberLiftDrivers.com shows like the side angle and it looks like translucent right so i have this feeling it's this very cheaply made like the frame might be okay but well, the well body like seems like crap um, do like, you really want a thirty-five thousand dollar flying car trust it do you really trust that no like look at, no <laughs> yeah see that's the what, look at this what, is the picture what is sustaining this thing in the air your imagination it, it yeah. yeah apparently you a, like lot a, of, a lot of cocaine and peddling <laughs> yeah, these guys have been hanging out of the White House, man. Yeah. Because, I mean, there, there's just it. nothing to it. There's nothing to it. Like, there's, it, there's like this, zero technology in that car. Yeah, there's zero technology in this. Can you do like a 360 and go upside down? And see, I don't think you're going to be able to do anything. My guess is that they're going to hit. Like, you'll be able to push a button, maybe, and it'll go to three places, like Walmart. Yeah, rolling up in Walmart. <laughs> like if you live in the country or something, you can just push Walmart and it'll fly you there <laughs> at a very low speed. You'll be there a day later, twenty miles away. <laughs> Could have walked. I just think I think you guys are right though. Like, what is what is twenty five miles an hour? It's twenty five miles an hour. That's nothing more than a neighborhood. And my neighbor, it's 30. Yeah, if you well, 25 miles cabin, an hour that's... will get you beeped at by every driver that's behind you. That's two hours across town. Yeah, at least you can flip them off and be like, I'll fly if I have to. <laughs> wait, yeah. wait, it depends on how fast this thing can achieve flight. Because if it's like you're road raging, flipping somebody off, and then you got to press a button and wait six minutes for it to go. There. It'd be pretty sweet to do DoorDash in it, though. There's your food. Just drop it. But if it only goes 25 miles an hour, how does it take off? It's it's a VTOL. It's vertical takeoff uh, and landing. Straight up. Like a helicopter technology. But that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm looking at it. There's, there's no technology on any of these photos that suggest it, it could even achieve this. Like even the video, there's yeah. nothing that suggests that it can achieve flight. Because what do you need to achieve flight? You have to have something that pushes up. Whether it's and we've already seen that they try air, pushing air from the bottom up does not work. Right. No. I think the problem is that you haven't given your thirty five thousand dollars and waited twelve years yet. <laughs> Maybe it has multiple equipment. Maybe it has like a bunch of nozzles in it. <laughs> 
like takes off once. You know? <laughs> when you give it to Nas, it goes thirty three. Is this is this the car from Fast Fifteen? <laughs> it's like you don't like twenty five. Watch this. It's like thirty three miles an hour. And then it goes. Zero. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I found it interesting. I found it, I guess the most interesting part is I, I find it crazy that the FAA approved it. Can we Just get him on the show? Crazy. I doubt it because I bet they're embarrassed about this thing. How do you come on and brag about this? I mean, I'd really have to sell them a pitch of like, dude, we love this. Come on up. Well, no, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not even how do you love it. It's just, I mean, I'm not an engineer, but I have so many questions. Yep. So well, that's what would be fun about it. If he came on, do you have any questions we would have for this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just do. I have so many questions. Like, where do you even start? Like, first off, how do you even start it? What's the inside look like? <laughs> How do you get in it? That's the thing. I see no doors. <laughs> yeah. I'd ask him, can I, can I? Well, the, I don't know if when you pulled up the picture from the website, it looked like, I don't know how to explain it. It, it looks like, like the centerpiece the, rotates. Yeah, exactly. It looks like a, uh, like a hamster wheel there. So almost like it'll turn and maneuver. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever, like, I remember doing one in Vegas one year at the Luxor and this was like a long time ago, 20 years ago, but they had a flight simulator that took you all the way around. And you had to like balance it back out and you, right. and it was like working in three different ways against you though, at the same time too. So it was very difficult, but that's kind of what I feel like it is, is this sphere in the middle. But how fun is that going to be for you and a passenger? Like watch this. And you guys are just going crazy in the air. I mean, it's kind of a way to take over and land you. And well, that's what I'm saying. The, the, just by the image and the videos I've seen of this thing, there is nothing to suggest that this car even moves. And how do the police chase it? They don't. That's the best part. They don't. Uh, helicopters, <laughs> helicopters. I guess. You just got your finger lingering out the window. <laughs> oh, you can't fly. I can. <laughs> but there is a there was a part at the bottom that did mention another company and said that their seal their highest ceiling achieved was eight thousand. Right. So that's pretty high too, man. I don't want to be up eight thousand feet in the by the car that that dude from the video created. That guy looks. You know what he? I think he looks like the guy from what's the Alien Will Smith movie? It's movies. It's franchise. Independence Day. No, 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 no. Franchise. Um, Men in Black. Men in Black. He kind of looks like the bad guy from that with the oh, weird glasses, yeah. doesn't he? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. Man. Um, I mean, I mean, no, but yes, I'm not, I just can't peg him down to who he is. He reminds me of somebody, he's definitely evil. Um, he makes Tony Shoe look like a saint. You're talking about this guy right here, yeah, but you, the first picture was probably more. Well, I mean, this is after he's in his little thing, yeah, and I don't know why, just something about it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, just I, like it I wouldn't shock me. It's like uh, that same dude, and it's it looks like he drinks the blood of some animal. Don't know which one, but <laughs> some blood of some animal. <clears throat> okay, so um, gotta move into this, you guys. This is crazy. Um, we've 
talked about a lot of these, but this one's University of Michigan done, so I respect it because University of Michigan isn't just Big Ten. It's not just where I'm <laughs> from, Michigan, but um, they're a great school, and they did a study on what would actually be the benefits of Uber and Lyft going to EV, and it is minimal to nil. Um, it's really a sad article. So it says that, you know, if they go 100%, um, so a new study uh, from the researchers at University of Michigan and Carnegie Mellon University estimate the overall benefits to society of switching ride-hailing vehicles from gasoline to electric would be very modest on an average 3% uh, gain per trip when, uh, when other quote-unquote costs on society are factored in. And I won't read the whole thing, but I'll go to the bottom here because I want to go to the study's findings here. So listen to this very carefully, you guys, because it's the, the last part I'm going to read is going to trip you up. And then there's some quotes from people that I won't get into. I'm going to read you what this, the overall findings, because the first one's the, the positive and the rest are not that good. So the electrific this is Chicago only, by the way. The electrification of Chicago's ride-hailing fleets would reduce lifetime greenhouse gas emissions by 40 to 45% where com when compared to gasoline-powered vehicles. The reduction is largely due to the, to the greater efficiency of electric vehicles. Health impacts from local air pollution would increase an estimated 6 to 11% per trip on average due to higher concentrations of local pollutants such as sulfur dioxide, not, uh, nitrogen, um, and particle matter from fossil fuel burning plants. Um, extra driving to and from charging stations would increase traffic-related harms to society, congestions, crash risk, noise, um, by 2% to 3%. Overall, full electrification of ride hailing would reduce total harms to the society by about 3% per trip. A 3% reduction in cost to society translates to about 1.5 million per year in savings for the city of Chicago. So, and then this is the part. To put that number into context, ride hailing is estimated to generate four to five million in revenue per day in Chicago. They're gonna save 1.5 million a year, but there's, th there's four to five million a day brought in. Plus the expenses of all this stuff. I mean, don't even get me started about not having infrastructure and things like that. But that, <laughs> I mean, this is just crazy. This is the findings of a Big Ten university and a good one at that. I mean, this is this is crazy. This is basically saying, yeah, we're going to call BS. <laughs> <laughs> and which is what we've been saying. I'm not just saying it because we've been saying that. But I mean, like, this is Michigan. This is University of Michigan. And they're saying, no, dude, this is the... Here's where I think it is, and here's why I really wanted to talk about this, because, look, at one point, we probably will be electric and stuff, but why move over to an electric, uh, why make everybody go fully electric, like California and Uber and Lyft by 2025 or whatever stupid arbitrary dates we're going to use? Why do that when we're not even ready to do that yet? I know we're heading that way, but again, infrastructure is going to be a huge thing. We have tons of problems. They, I mean, there's in this article, there's talk about like the amount just for rideshare, the amount of charging stations Uber and Lyft would have to have that would like rain on neighborhoods because they'd be very loud. Um, all kinds That's of things. Like, cars are electric. They make a sound when they charge. It's like a humming or something. 
I don't. This made it sound like they would. This this sound kept coming up a bunch, and it wasn't just the sound of more traffic. It was. Um... Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. No. It says uh, the. Oh yeah. So the societal costs include increased traffic congestion, collision risk, and noise due to Uber and Lyft drivers traveling to and from fast charging stations, according to the study published on June first in the Environmental Science and Technology in the yeah, Journal of Environmental Science. How? how uh... I mean, let's say what the average electric car gets what two hundred miles to charge. How Good. often? Are they, how often are they going to go to the charging station? Well, if they're all going to be, but if they're all going to all day, like, dude, I know, I know the Tesla charging stations here. You guys probably know yours, even if we're not driving them, right? I mean, you guys probably right. pass them. Yeah, I know where mine are. Mine have about 10, 12 portals. Tony uses them, but these are the people in Teslas, and already that's starting. They get crowded. Can you imagine if every Uber Lyft driver's on them? They well, have mean, to get a lot more. I mean, well, this... yeah, I mean, they're gonna have to build them out. Like, th we we can agree that they're gonna have to build more. But but I mean, if you charge once, you're gonna go at least 150 miles before you charge again. Yeah, and the other part of this, guys, is again, I just think we're too ahead of the curve. I think we're trying to go too to the wall with this and say, Hey, we need to be hundred percent electric right now. No, I don't think we do until we understand things better because we still use fossil fuels to, to make charging stations. Right. And not <laughs> so that, we're still going to be using gasoline to do electric. So and yeah. road, roadside that helps electric vehicles still use diesel to charge your car. If you bring, I mean, the charge. So, sure. yeah, so, I, I, so I, far I, tonight, guys, we got, we got cocaine in the white house. We got flying cars. <laughs> That are three hundred thousand dollars that do twenty five miles an hour on the street, and we got this crap. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, we're definitely skipping too fast ahead on this full electric stuff. Let's we need to go back to hybrids. Yeah, hybrids are awesome. Like yeah, that. hybrids are yeah. that, and and that's what Gary and I have said. Well, I guess that was a lot of talk on Driver Nation. But yeah, Driver we Nation, talked yeah. a lot about like, dude, we're just we're trying to get way to it. Like, what we always said, what happened to hybrid? Why, why did we stop like being so into hybrid? I think a lot, like a lot of the hybrids. I mean, the most people can't afford a full electric, or if they if they want to buy a full electric one, the ones that they can afford, they're not. I think where most people they should be at the top of the line. Like, we can't get like a. I don't know, a Toyota Corolla electric, something like that, you know, a standard everyday car, electric, decent price, everybody can have. Oh, yeah, and they're, yeah, they're all electric car. Any decent electric car is way overpriced for an average consumer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, I just don't <laughs> think we're there. I don't understand why this pitch keeps being shoved down our throat because, look, we're not there. I mean, I thought we were all just going to watch California fail. No offense, California people. We love you. But I just thought we were going to watch California fail. No, and we don't. Why are you lying to people? <laughs> well, I do. I mean, we got a lot of people out there we like. A lot of our people. Some. 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 They can, I mean, they have the ability to, like, there's Ride Share Road Warrior Rick. He was smart. He moved to Colorado. He got out of California. <laughs> you guys can, by the way, you guys can leave. It's not a gate up or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to show a passport to, to, to go right you can just state. leave yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i mean if you guys want to stay stay <laughs> i mean you know i mean polluted beaches are awesome 
Um, <laughs> sorry, California. Um, uh, okay, so the what is July twelfth? Is that next Wednesday? I believe. No, Tuesday. Tuesday, maybe. I I don't know. Let me see. I'll so, so that's the Wednesday. Date. Wednesday, yeah, it is next. Okay, Wednesday. so that's the date that the new um, <clears throat> um, New York City food law goes into effect for minimum wage. If we all don't know this, it's seventeen ninety. <laughs> no, you're not. I know you're not. <laughs> um, but seventeen ninety six an hour. Now, this is the same thing they tried with rideshare. Um, Gary and I have dissected this on the right side. So this goes into effect and they're hoping to have it up to $20 by April, 2025. Okay, it goes into effect July 12th. What happened today? Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, Lawsuit. all dropped lawsuits. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and if nothing else, they're going to get it tied up. So why do we even keep believing in these dates? You guys are not, so those of you that are, were waiting to get 1796 an hour next week, it's it's going to be held up. They're going to fight it in court so and they don't want to pay it. Close. But here's the thing, too. I don't know if you guys understand this one. This one is, I don't know how they would work. It would probably be like the pay by hour type thing because this one works just by having the app on. It's not active time. Right. This is just really? you turn the app on, you get 1796 an hour. My guess is they're not going to allow you to reject any offers. You'll Which I mean, everyone. That to me, that would make sense. Though. That that only makes sense. Yeah. yeah, of course you have to. I mean, I mean, I think they're crossing lines here. Any again, we haven't defined the gig economy, and they're trying to make hourly wage for it. It was interesting that they said that one of the things that they were doing to try to increase the number of trips completed per hour is for is a uh, shrink the service areas. So basically, you can get within you know five ten miles from the store or whatever it was before. It's less so. Uh, they're going to keep you busy. Yeah. But did you listen to that? They said, we're going to shrink it to five to 10 miles. In New York City, five miles is but, a long yeah. way. It is a really long way. Miles, I just use that as an example. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're shrinking the areas. Essentially. I mean, I mean, essentially, in New York City, two miles is too, too much. Well, in, in a way, what they're doing by shrinking the service areas is uh, essentially just reducing the number of orders and different things like that kind of almost like discouraging people to use the service in there. So they don't have to have well, people on the platform. I've always said that though. Anyways, is they need to take every restaurant and put a radius around it because sometimes like I get restaurants that I know you guys don't know my area, but I get them in Edmond and it's going to downtown Oklahoma city. That's 15, 18 miles. Like, why are you allowing that? Yeah, I think the restaurants are just in those situations. The restaurants want all the money they can get, not realizing that nobody's going to deliver that order. That customer is going to get cold food. Well, I I don't think it's the restaurants that set it though. I think they it's do. the the asked. Is it the restaurants? No, the restaurants set it. I hmm. asked once one of these restaurants because I had a new restaurant, and I'm like, I I just randomly asked them. I say, hey, just a quick question: Why are you? Why are you set so far away where other restaurants in your area? And like, oh, we set the parameters to X, Y, and Z. So they oh, do set dumb. the parameters. But I personally think, and I've said this for years, that DoorDash, depending on the area, needs to cap it at a certain mile for delivery. That's just my opinion. Cap it at seven, eight miles if you're in a rural area, maybe at like 10 miles. But to me, I feel like there needs to be a cap on a lot of our restaurants out there. 
Yeah, I think anything that takes me out of my current zone shouldn't be allowed. Uh, honestly, I agree with that. yeah. I mean, unless you're like Uber Eats, you know, where you can work anywhere. Anything outside of my normal zone, whether it's Grubhub or DoorDash, I don't think either one should take me out. You know, because yeah, and I mean, I know DoorDash is rolling out that new change zone feature or whatever, but you know, it's it's just annoying because I don't want to work other zones. I I pick a certain zone for a reason. Well, I so, got one. I got one better. My in my area, my town is long, so half of my town is in one zone, half of my town mm -hmm. is in another zone. But all these restaurants you can order from like ten miles away. I I'm like I just want to get Arby's, which is in the same town, <laughs> but it's up north, and I can't even freaking get Arby's because it won't even. Because right. <laughs> Arby's is house. like no, like, <laughs> really. <laughs> Arby's is like, you get two miles, two miles, Kim. I'm like, I want Arby's. It's in my freaking town and I can't even order it. But yeah, yeah, I, I delivered to these restaurants 10, 15 miles away. And I'm like, and I can't freaking get Arby's in my own town. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. Um, by the way, yeah, so check this out. So there's a company, Relay, Re Relay Delivery. I'm guessing it's just New York because it's a very short piece on it here in this piece. But um, Relay Delivery. Uh, also filed a lawsuit, they are food delivery, um, in the same court claiming the law will put the New York-based company out of business unless it raises the fees on the restaurants. And, and I think that's what's going to happen overall is if they have to pay this, yeah. all, all fees are going up, not just the ones to the restaurants, yeah, but the ones to doing. customers and everything. Like yeah. these companies aren't just going to eat this money. They yeah. have to make it somehow. Yeah. So they're going to make it on the fees. And, and of course, I think doesn't New York City though? Don't they have a cap on the fees? I believe so. Yeah, I think it's a certain percentage they're not supposed to go over. Well, I know that, know that weather. There's all those weather and extreme situation type stuff. You're not allowed to like if they have a bridge down or if there's a hurricane or you know those right. kind of things. You're not allowed to surge anymore. You're not allowed to char upcharge or right. But I thought they had an actual max cap. They all did. The time. I, it was like a year ago, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I just can't remember what. I know it was restaurants. I just can't remember if it was restaurants and customers, but I know it definitely was restaurants. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the problems is that uh, her name is Vilda Vera um, uh, Mayuga, if I got that right. Uh, if not, sorry, Vilda. Yeah, 15% delivery, <laughs> delivery fee cap. It, she's the head of the city's Department of Consumer and Worker Protection, and she said the law will help lift thousands of workers out of poverty. I don't know where people like this think from because that is not what's going to happen. No. Okay, 17. What was it? 17. Let's say, let's just say 20 bucks. So they're at 20 bucks. 20 bucks an hour in New York City is not going to take anybody out of poverty. No. And it's, it's just, and, it, and you're going to lose some of your best drivers. Yeah. So well, you're going to put some other people out of work. Well, just because the cost of living already in New York City, 20 bucks an hour <laughs> isn't nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, usually though, like just like supply and demand. You know, there's a we don't go and set a new minimum wage every week because New York City gets more expensive. They still have to deal with their fifteen dollar or whatever it is minimum wage. Fifteen, yeah. So I mean, look at they're asking for more now. They're saying that on average, right now in New York City, delivery drivers make eleven dollars an hour after expenses. I'm calling BS. The ones making eleven bucks an hour are not. That's not an active hour. That's going to be one of these phony hours, like a what's called an actual hour. 
<laughs> an actual <laughs> sorry we deal with so many not actual hours but yes an actual hour and in an actual hour a lot of these workers are probably doing one dash well and part and of some, it being new york some city of and it, the congestion yeah some and, of it though is new york city and the congestion though or or wait times at these restaurants because i know when i was up there visiting some of these restaurants were just busy they're always I mean, busy yeah extremely busy look the if people are taking the orders, people see a value in doing that. They're not doing it for their health. What do you mean taking the orders? I mean, do you mean orders delivering orders or stealing orders? <laughs> no, but people are taking them. You, are you talking about taking them or stealing them? Either. Like delivering, <laughs> delivering them or stealing them? I'm just saying deliveries there. get made. That's not a complaint right. we hear about. New York City people are not saying, hey, we never get our food. They right. always get their food. Right. Yeah. Most of them are, are actually on bicycles or some kind of electric scooter or something like that. Most, yeah. That's what most of them are on. Yeah. You know, very, very, I would say there's probably very few actual car drivers in downtown New York City. Right. Like Lou and Mary live on Long Island. That's right. different. In yeah. New York City, you need um, a bike. Um, heck, you could probably be one of those walking dashers. Like, I always wondered where you'd do that in New York City. <laughs> yeah, but you, but you can't walk my speed. <laughs> Ask Hannibal. You can't walk my speed and do that. <laughs> so You'd make like $7 an hour. <laughs> well, I, don't, I also don't believe the 11, though. I just don't, I got to say. Um, I just don't believe that's the – I mean, if that's the average, it, it's averaged against people making two. Because I know right. people make money in New York City. Oh, I'm I'm sure they do. But and of course, a lot of this could be that you know they're not really getting the correct information from the gig apps or gig companies whenever they ask for the information too. Because you you know they don't want to give out all that information. So <laughs> moving moving into something. This is quick, but it's kind of a this is a bothersome article. Yeah, I thought it was going to be one of those quick reads where it was fixed real quickly. But did this woman vacationing in Costa Rica um, being charged 30000 American dollars for an Uber ride? This goes farther than the stories we've heard before where they immediately get it fixed the next morning kind of thing. No problem. $30,000 is a lot. So um, Dominique Adams told Newsweek, this is in Newsweek, um, how her heart sank when she realized she had been charged $29,994 for a journey from the resort where she was staying in Costa Rica to the airport. Adams, an American, was on her way to meet her husband to celebrate their five-year wedding anniversary in Guatemala, but after checking her recent transactions, she realized um, she had been mistakenly charged U.S. dollar rather than the Costa Rican uh, cologne, I'm not Colin or whatever it is, I don't know. Um, a charge of 29,994 Collins equals 55 U.S. dollars. But she got charged two hundred two thousand twenty nine thousand nine hundred ninety four U.S. dollars. But here's the problem. So now you'd expect this. We've seen these stories before. You'd expect it to be fixed right away, right? But she calls. So she I won't get in. I won't go through the whole thing, but she calls her bank and she calls Uber. She's going back and forth. She talks about how Uber's no help. She then speaks finally with a with a member of her bank, which is I'm not, I'm not going to not hide their name. They should be slapped for this altura credit union um adam said that when she spoke to a representative from altura credit union they blamed her for putting a travel notice on her account letting them know she would be in central america 
something you're supposed to do when you travel. She did it. She did the correct protocol. And because of that, they blamed her. That's just a bad representative. That's somebody that well, was. Well, it says my, my bank said that because I was because I placed the travel notice, it allowed it allowed the charge to bypass security. Whereas usually a charge like that would have been detected as fraud. Really? Why wasn't a $29,000 transaction detected as fraud if she did say she was going there? But how, how, how many average Americans out there have a credit line on their credit card for $29,000 that they would actually be able to be charged? Them? Well, this isn't even a credit card. It's her bank. So this was probably her savings. Yeah, that's and that's the other thing. It goes on to say that, look yeah. at that they and obviously where they were, um, she said that they needed it for boat rides, like yeah. kind of like cabs. So okay. obviously they were somewhere like that. But that's all that they were able to get in cash to get through this vacation. It took four days to fix. Yeah, and well, seven days for you got a banking institution back. and you got Uber. Yeah. Well, I guess Uber's worthless, but you know you got these two on it together. And it takes them four days to get you your money back. I've read a lot of these articles. We've seen ones that go across the ocean. It's like, dude, I obviously didn't cross the ocean in an Uber last night. And they're like, okay. And they reverse it immediately. You, you know, that's that's very strange that that charge can go through. Uh, because like my bank, for example, I have a daily spending limit of $3,000. Yeah. It, will, it will not allow anything to go over that $3,000. But I think, the, I think the thing that we're forgetting here is that we're – our banks don't let us drop twenty, thirty thousand dollars in a single transaction because you probably don't tell them that we have thirty thousand dollars in a single transaction to drop. Well, that's what I'm saying. If, if, like my bank, for a security measure, if I want to spend anything over my daily spending limit, I have to call them and say, "Hey, I'm gonna be, hey, I'm gonna be buying this car for twenty five thousand dollars," and they will authorize a one time transaction up to twenty five thousand within a twenty four hour period. If any, if I need multiples of those, I have to actually go to the bank. <laughs> they well, will not just allow it. Credit union, not a bank. I guess. So Newsweek did reach out to Altura Credit Union, and they did confirm everything about this. Yes, four days. Yes, yeah. we let the charge go through. Then they reached out to Uber. No comment. Of course. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> and, and see, like Joe said. When you travel, only use credit cards. Never use your bank. In fact, well, that's kind of my. That's why that I actually is, thought it was a credit card because I'm like, who would actually use their bank? That was a credit bank? card. No, it said bank. It said credit right, union. but it's their Uber account. Well, no, this says credit union. The bank. So, is, so it's a bank card. It's a debit card, card, not a credit card. Well, that was kind of there's my other point. stuff in the at the bottom of the article that even says, you know, mentioned specifically. I would definitely tell people to only use credit cards when traveling internationally. Mm -hmm. Well, see, this is one thing I've learned is when you travel, whether even if it's state oh, you're to saying state, debt credit against a debit, right? When, okay, whenever okay, I travel okay. or whenever I get gas at the pumps, I always use my credit card. I never yeah. use my bank card because two simple reasons: one, if there's an error. Two, if if hackers or scammers or them credit card scammers, you know, at the pumps, if they get your card, the credit card companies, you know, you report it stolen, they refund it right away, and then they they turn off the card. You're not out of it of your bank account. Yeah. See, so there's who says we don't give tips and tricks, dude? Put a credit card on your Uber account, especially mm -hmm. if you're an international traveler. Yeah. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> Yeah, I, I try to I try to use my bank for actual like bills, you know, for my house, things like that. I I don't ever link it to 
uh, you know, Uber or pay at the pump or anything like that. Because look, if we talk about is, Uber stealing yeah. our a potential dollar or two tip, if they're gonna do this, <laughs> they're stealing tips. But why wouldn't yeah. even like when this poor woman even called Uber? Why didn't Uber just say, "Wow, thirty five thousand dollars? That's a lot for one." Like, Twenty nine. What whatever it ended up being, I'm just saying thousands of dollars. I mean, I mean first off, there I don't think there's an Uber ride in the world that's that my would point. take twenty nine thousand. Like, why didn't they say, "Oh my god, yeah, this lady has a valid point." Yeah, so like like Joe says here, credit cards are required to give it back. If they take it from your bank, you have to go through the fraudsters who took it from you. Yeah, that's why they referred the lady to Uber. Hey, Dash and Grandpa. Hey, hey, you up? know, after this stream is his stream, so go over there and make sure to check it out. By the way, absolutely. There will be milking. Um, I am gonna pull up this other now, video because I want to see how I, I'm basing our stories on time left, and I I want to I want to talk about this because uh, it's it's news everywhere. But I want to we'll go just a little bit into this. Let me see if I can get it this thing on. There we go. Which one? It's the it's the NBC story, but it's everywhere on the on. Um, it's a DoorDash story about the driver cursing at the customer over the twenty five percent tip. Yeah, and I want to talk the about $5. this because there's a reason why. Yeah. Um, I'm sure everybody in the chat's probably seen this video too on TikTok and YouTube. It's like everywhere. It's everywhere. It's yeah. yeah, and and he did get fired, by the way. Yeah, that came out yesterday. Yeah. house for a five dollar tip you're welcome oh you got to rewind it yep. yeah sure and a texas customer posted on tiktok is bringing up this big debate over tipping culture in the u.s it has a lot of people feeling a lot of ways i'm going to want you to watch if you haven't seen texas it texas people um i just want to say it's a nice house for a five dollar tip you're welcome Ooh, so sounds like a little bit of an expletive there from the Dasher, kind of an attitude, $5 tip on a $20 pizza. So that's, you know, a 25% tip. Then in a series of posts, the DoorDash customer got the exchange on her ring camera, doorbell camera or whatever, said, how much should I be tipping on a $20 pie? She says she herself has worked in the service industry for more than a decade and tips, in her words, very well. So what happened to the DoorDasher, the driver? A spokesperson for the company confirmed that a worker has been removed from the platform, basically fired, in connection with this, saying that respectfully asking for a tip is acceptable, but... Ab but abusing so, it is not allowed. I'm not going to go... The rest of the piece is... It's like four minutes total, but... Um, and it is worth watching, but I'm not going to play the whole thing here. But the bottom line is they get into this thing about... Um, uh, that the DoorDash's range between two and ten dollars, and they start talking about tipping. And if twenty five percent or twenty percent isn't the right number, what is for God's sakes? And then they compare it to pizza delivery at one point, and that really made me mad because pizza delivery drivers get paid an hourly wage, right? Yeah. So come on, guys, this is night and day different. You can't talk about this. We cannot be talking about the same conversation of tips when you're. I've I've already been saying remove the just remove base pay, have the last flow screen say how fast do you want your food and your drivers paid based. <laughs> no seriously, I agree. You could, prior, you could prioritize orders. It's not to make people wait. 
but you could but then we would have to have full transparency in order for that to happen i would want that but actually have thought about it they wouldn't they could still no. do it untransparent because they could still give out orders to top dashers that are the quick well, ones here, they could here's the thing about this order okay five dollar tip we know base pays between two and two fifty. Yep. So that's a, that's at least a seven dollar order. If it's two miles from the restaurant, not a terrible order. No. If it's seven, eight point. miles, yeah, I probably wouldn't take it. But the driver I mean, took it. That's I, I know. Him. That's the next thing. The and, driver did and, take it. And Joe's saying something very correct here. I've been in the service industry most of my life. That is a reasonable tip. Twenty five percent is legit. Well, I think even big- when I was a bartender and really never got a paycheck because I, if you make too much in tips, your paycheck zeroes out. So look, I mean like that, I am literally for DoorDash, remove yourself from the, like quit pissing us off with taking $2 to $1.50 to $1 to 75 cents. <laughs> right. Enough. Just take it away. And at the last stage, let the customer choose. Now they're to a st- They can't complete the order until the last stage, which says how fast would you like your food? And it adds different amounts to the total. That are straight up to the customer. Oh, oh kind of like a uh, shipping. How shipping does? Do you yeah. want it next day? Do you want it priority? Yeah. Do you want it like in yes. seven, eight days? And the order doesn't go through <laughs> until you hit that last screen, and that's what determines the value of the trip. Take it out of their hands, so that that way we don't have to blame DoorDash anymore. I wonder if customers would actually use that. That'd be awesome. Well, they would have to. You wouldn't get your food. Uh, Do you think the guy was mad because of the amount of the tip? Or because the amount of the tip and the size of the house, he expected that somebody with a house that size or that nice should tip him bigger just because they have the money to afford that type of house. I think the guy saw the the house and said that he was probably entitled to X, but it goes down to, to me, it goes down to he's the one who took the order. Like he made that decision to say, I'm going to take... I'm making this up. It was a seven seventy-five order. I took this seven seventy-five, even if it was six seventy-five with a plus sign, and it was going to go up to seven seventy-five. Like he took it. He knew right. what the order was going to be. That's on him. It's or not even if he didn't know what it was going to be, it's still on him. Yeah, it's yeah. not based off of the size of the house that you walk up to. That's to me. That's absolutely. But a, but a lot of people actually think that they think if you live in a nicer house, you should tip more. And I, I'm not a fan of it either. You know, but I mean, wherever you deliver to, say, a $3 million home and you get a $5 tip. And I know this lady's what you get a $5 tip. You're like, well, damn, these people are rich. That's what some people think. Why didn't they tip more? I personally don't because I look at the miles to the money. It's whatever. I took it. It's my problem. Well, yeah, I also think the other thing is you shouldn't be looking at the house for the tips. Exactly, dude. Right. Really, that's 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 none of your business. It's none of your business, their I mean, lifestyle. You don't yeah, know. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a pizza. It was a single pizza. If it was like $50 worth of sushi, then maybe you'd understand if it's a $5 tip and say at a nice house and that's a big order even. Maybe hey. you have some of a case but for a single pizza. And a, another thing that bothers me is how did how did he know that that was the final tip unless he completed the offer the moment he got I there? About that too. I think he did that same thing as soon as he... Yeah, as soon as he got he there, was, he, he, he had completed. Me, I think as soon as he handed it to her, he hit that and then he got the final yeah. thing there. Yeah. But and, but think about it also from like the customer. Say I'm rich, which I'm not. But say I'm rich and I live <laughs> in like a ten million dollar house, and I decided to order myself and my husband a pizza. So what? I spend. I make it in her case what twenty bucks. Twenty bucks on, and I 
tip $5, which it is 25%. I'm thinking, okay, I'm 25%. That's the, you know, it's a little bit more than an industry standard. So, okay, I ordered one pizza. So you're saying because what my house looks like, you're expecting what a $10 tip. So now I just spent $10, a $20 on a pizza, not including the delivery fees. Now I'm going to be spending $10 on a tip. So basically my pizza is going to, my one pizza is going to come to my house for $40. Like I would say you're out of your mind, even if I am rich. So let me, let me play devil's advocate. Should the customer have made it a hand it to me order? Should they just had to leave that door and this avoids all of this? Like, why are you going to make me hand it to you? Well, uh, no, I, I don't think it, oh. that matters because, I mean, you're either a jerk or you're not. <laughs> well, I mean, Plus, the customer did their job. They ordered their yeah, food. They, they ordered their food. Their they tipped. Yeah. And but, I actually agree with Ellen. Ellen just said it right. Yeah, right. What if she was the nanny and didn't actually own the house? Well, she went. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter because no. what yeah, they, it does. This whole thing was done correctly. The driver's just a jerk. The driver yeah. is a jerk. I mean, because it wasn't because the person's like, "What?" Like she's on the intercom going, "What? You don't like that?" And he's like, "F you!" Like so. It's. <laughs> I mean, but nonetheless, at least I'm glad she had the balls to get on there and go. You know what? Screw you. Like, yeah, you're gonna be TikTok famous and deactivated. Yeah, I but mean, that, that's what I said. There's, there's no. There's you want no to talk about you know what you know what happens dasher. a tip like that gets pulled and if the guy doesn't create the story that we just heard now then we'd hear the next day how he was tip baited mm-hmm. exactly so how much tip baiting is this crap which wouldn't be tip baiting they actually get pissed and they're like dude screw you yeah i mean i i mean i'm not a fan of tip baiting but yeah if Nobody i had somebody but... this rude and i and i ordered uber eats and I could remove my tip. I probably would if you. I, I wouldn't, yeah. but nonetheless, I would be, and I wouldn't I would. take it out on the next driver. But it would be a learning experience. I wouldn't take it out on the next driver, but I would reduce my tip by one dollar to make a point that it could have been more <laughs> four dollars instead like, of five. <laughs> take it all, but he did take some, but he could have took it all. But yeah, be careful next time. It's gonna be gone with all of it. Yeah, dollar next mean. week. <laughs> I'm, to I'm me, this is just another guys. driver that makes us just all look bad when they're like there were there's so many far few in between. It's just these people, unfortunately, are the ones that are making the news. You know, I think we said it last week. You never see the drivers who say, hey, I had really great service, you know, make it through TikTok. You always see like the really bad and give us all of that. We should start ordering food just to talk about how great service we get. We would get zero views on those videos. We would have four views from this panel. That's all. Chat, chat would watch our video. You know, no, you that's what, what he's saying. John, John do that. In fact, John, do that. No. Order, 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 order something and then make a YouTube short on it and let's see how many views you get. I mean, but in order to make it legit, you have to have a, a ring doorbell yeah. just to make sure that it's like legit that you have it on camera. <laughs> I have to do all this work just to figure TikTok. Ah, now, this was from last week. Kim, I don't know if you already talked about this. For some reason, we didn't cover it. It was J- June 29th. It was posted in the Daily Dot, which should be called the TikTok or whatever. <laughs> but, um, what was it about? So the Viewers are defending a DoorDash driver who throws Dairy Queen at the porch. No, I didn't cover it. Okay, awesome story here. Like what? Okay, which one, so which one was this on? What day? 
so it's June. Oh, in the on mine, I don't know. Uh, oh, it's like the it's July third. It's like the a dose of daily dot. It's all daily dot. Oh, uh, July second, I think, and it's July. So it 2nd, says the Dairy Queen driver, and so it says a DoorDash a DoorDash are apparently frustrated with a hard to find address. Threw a bag of food on the customer's front porch and swore audibly as he left. Uh, but the but the scene captured on a blink camera and shared online led to some other others that sided with the driver. Um, so she said uh, the lady who was getting the delivery. Um, uh, she has a very hard to find house and she's admitted this but she's even said things like dude it's not my fault that Google Maps can't place me right and isn't guiding you correctly like I'm just trying to order food so again why wouldn't these apps flag that and fix it who knows but um, she notes she even tipped him um, but then the story takes a little turn but it's not enough of a turn to to persuade me the other way to be honest because um, she did say uh um, that she anticipated the problem and typed instructions on what to look for in the delivery notes that he did okay. not look at. And so when I came out, she reported he was speeding away. Dude, it's not my fault. You can't read is what she said. You want me to show the video? It's fine. This is right. This is where, this is where the controversy comes in. Like people are like, you don't know he can't read. Like, I know, but if, she did leave delivery notes. She did do the right thing. I mean, that's the only thing I ask customers is if you live in a complicated area, leave me notes and I can most likely find you. Just leave me notes so I know what I'm doing. But if she's had this happen multiple times, why isn't DoorDash just correcting it? Well, well actually, that's, yes. that's actually, uh, you know, the CTO of DoorDash, you know, he was out doing his three deliveries for the year that he has to do or whatever. And he actually made a comment about that, that, that they do plan to revamp the navigation because he got lost doing deliveries. But is that and, DoorDash or is that Google? Cause this yeah, is Google maps in the back. How can you well, get lost when you're just in a fake car, but with a green screen behind you? I don't know. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean like DoorDash uses the built-in Google maps, but I'm not sure how much they could do. I, I I'm assuming that they actually have, someone that they communicate with on that project that could probably help them or figure Google it out. Liaison. Yeah. Like a Google liaison or something. And, and so I'm, I'm sure they're going to work on it, but how far in the future, I don't know. Now, but logistics of where on. somebody lives is like one of the only things they do. Google. Yeah. <laughs> no, these apps. Uh, well, no, these apps they all take rely order, on, but they're also supposed to make sure you get where you need to go. Well, yeah, but like they use third-party apps to do that. Except they don't Uber. have. Doesn't Uber have their own GPS? Uber, in there? Uber has their own, but it still relies on some Google. other APIs as well. But when they have a customer ping, don't they have that actual ping? And if they're going to send an address, and they're like, "Wait, why are we sending them here when it's here?" No. No, no okay. because what they do is they just use the API from Google. Because like like I. Like Apple Maps and Google Maps, you know, they use two different APIs too. So if you actually put in uh, a wrong address in Google, it might be correct in Apple. And might be different in Waze. Like yeah, and jacks up in Google. Waze is my background backup. But Waze is owned by Google. That makes no sense. Waze but, for me is absolutely weird. horrible. I hate using. I hate Waze. Waze. I don't I know, Waze. It. For whatever reason, Waze is owned by Google. Random address, that, like say place that are really street and that. 
and I have to look it up in ways I don't, realize before I'm we move on though. I no, yeah, I know. I want to I want to show people how this dasher dropped this off. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so here's the video. Look at this ray of sunshine. <laughs> and- Plus, you guys, it's Dairy Queen. <laughs> Yeah, and, he's, cream. and he turns around to the camera and flips it off and says, F you. Oh, wow. I like, will say, though, there was, this was like two years ago. I, did, I didn't throw it. I flung somebody's order because I had this house and it was in McMansion and we just had a blizzard and there was like feet of snow and they ordered, but they when they went to plow their driveway they plowed the snow up to their front door and it was a leave at door so you had to go over a mound to get to their front door i'm like i'm not going through this mound of snow kim's did it like rodeo style she goes not today (laughs) so i literally had to like almost like fling it to like their doors because i wasn't gonna go through like literally the mound was as high as i was that sounds like like, kid do the Shoveled the snow, he shoveled it all backwards, he shoveled it oh, towards the door. So I even called them to say, Hey, come get your food. They wouldn't answer the phone, they wouldn't answer a text. I'm like, Oh, this is how they're getting it. <laughs> so I flung, I had to literally fling their Did you Chinese have a picture of it? it, it or? The only thing that would yeah. make that story better is if there was actually a ring video of her doing it and it went viral. <laughs> And then, and then Kim will be playing this video, trying to explain <laughs> why she did it. <laughs> There'd be a poll: Would you go over the mound or would you fling it? Oh, <laughs> you, legitimately, you, you, the mound is snow. I'd not climb that mound. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you, you, know, you know, somebody who somebody would post it. Well, they're they're paid to deliver it to the door. Exactly. <laughs> oh, DoorDash, not fling it up. Like it, it, like it, hey, it did honestly... end up at the door. It ended up at the door. It was one of those delivery nights that it literally the roads had like it had just stopped snowing and I'm like okay let me go and test the roads see if I can deliver and the roads were still not most fantastic and they decided that so I was annoyed as it was like trying to go through these dark roads to navigate to this house and then to have it leave at door and they're not plowed and there's a mound and I'm like uh, uh no no no. I, I draw my I, I, I think that's where people, you know, people talk about the delivery drivers and the bad things they do. But anybody who's done enough deliveries, they've had that rage moment where they understand, like, okay, maybe that person got caught during a rage moment. They, you know, had a long day and they couldn't find it. And I, I, I can tell you right now, you will never catch me on a ring video. I'm, I might be mad as hell, but you will never, because I, I know people have cameras. The moment I pull up, I, I'll be polite walking up to the door. I don't care if it's handed to me or not. I'll be polite to the customer. Once I get back in my car, I'm calling Steve. Well, I'm going to cuss everything about that customer. <laughs> I feel like these people, I'm they don't yeah, Ellen, I wish they yeah. even had a sidewalk. There wasn't even a sidewalk. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh my. But there wasn't even a sidewalk to even like leave it on. It was literally a mound of snow and then their doorway. I didn't know what to do. You should have told him you didn't leave a sled out there. I can sled your food to you. Right there. You could have left on top of the mound. I, you know, I was thinking that, but then I'm thinking, well, it's either I fling it and try to land it straight so it like lands okay, or I can put it on a mound of snow and it gets freezing cold really quickly. So I decided for the first option. <laughs> the complaint line just reminded me of this friend I have. I have this friend, you guys. She's great. Her name is Tammy. 
and Tammy, if you're ever watching this, sorry, I'm going to tell it. <laughs> um, whenever she goes out drinking, she gets she's fun, but she gets pretty damn drunk. Sometimes offensive, even. And she hands you a card, and the card says the Tammy complaint line. <laughs> she has a Google number that says, "I'm sorry if I offended you. Please leave your full complaint after the beep." <laughs> that's hilarious it's it's really funny and then her and her husband go back and listen to it later it's really do people actually leave messages Uh, oh she should just take it she should just oh yeah tiktok that to be like yeah she's not a gig worker she's just i don't care that could be like a viral video she should still do like a whole youtube short (laughs) she should still do tiktoks and react to the messages as, as she hears them that would be hilarious i would watch that most of the time she can't remember the night either so like if she has a real dinger she'll have like 11 messages <laughs> it's it's really quite humorous i got to say um but two okay two quick instacart stories because we're running out of time but um so this one's real quick but it's it's i mean it's just bad so an instacart um and they say employee but they're talking about a driver was an hour late and the customer was unable to wait and tried to cancel their order. The employee got mad and sprayed an unknown liquid on their front door and door cam and knocked on the door for 10 minutes straight. They I called customer think... service and customer service said, call the police immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what, the, what the hell's wrong with these drivers? <laughs> I mean, we keep, I say things like this because we talk about these studies and then I hear like, I hear Zach saying things with, you and Kim saying, saying, oh, they're not that many people pee on houses. Yeah, they do. They do weird <laughs> stuff. So what's the unknown substance? That's why it says unknown substance. I'm like, is it pee? <laughs> like, I want to know. Yeah, that's, that's like, when you say unknown, that's like the most interesting part of the story automatically. What is the unknown thing? Like, what is it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, it just says the employee got mad and sprayed an unknown liquid around their front door and door cam. So, but I thought with Instacart, if they cancel the order, don't they still get paid? Or they just don't get the tip? Or I don't. He was an hour late. Oh, so we'd probably have to return it and not get paid. And yeah, but who so... has ten minutes to knock on someone's door? Like I don't have Straight. ten minutes to knock on someone's door. Just ten minutes of. Really? Probably, probably peeked out the window. Was like, no. See, that's the kind of guy that pisses on a house. That is, that is. He so. probably would have been better off just pissing on the house. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be, that'd be a lot he probably went to piss on the house, realized he had a, an empty soda bottle or something in the car, pissed in the bottle, and then threw it all threw over it on the, the door. Oh. I'm just thinking out loud. I mean, this is that's. How, that's... This is the gig economy, you guys. What is wrong with people? (laughs) (laughs) And so the last, this is the last one we got tonight because I had a couple others, but they're big deep dive ones. So this one is, again, I'm sick of these because here's the, here's the title. And in the title, there's a word that does not belong. Customer says male Instacart shopper couldn't find quarter pound of sliced deli meat. Male? Tell me it's all about the male shoppers. Male. I can find quarter pound sliced deli meat. They don't need to put the word male in there. They could just put stupid. 
Instacart shopper because it could be female too. Come on, guys. I mean, it says deli. Just go to the deli and ask somebody. Right, but what? <laughs> but then what they did was they bought them. Um, they bought them a quarter of a ham. <laughs> 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 it only has to be a male shopper. This is the problem is that they put male shopper instead of high shopper. I feel like that guy was like, he's high. Yeah, like, yeah, this is definitely it. Like, to come to that conclusion, or like a first time shopper, I don't know, but like. <laughs> so so this is what she says she in the video she shares the story of her delivery misadventure caused by a male personal shopper who was apparently stumped by an item on her list requesting a quarter pound of ham so you know so this is a quote from her you so you know the stereotype that if you get a male shopper they're not going to be able to find substitutions they're going to mess stuff up and then her handle on twitter or on on tiktok i mean i believe is at witchy underscore coffee um she went on to uh recount how how she was contacted by her shopper in regard to her quarter pound of sliced deli ham uh confused as to why the shopper didn't just ask the employee at the deli counter she confirmed that she wanted a quarter pound of ham the shopper responded that he had found it now um what she was delivered uh, was no, however, sliced ham, but instead a quarter of an entire ham. <laughs> so just one, one big old block of ham. Like a yeah, just... quarter pound of ham. Like a little quarter pound slice of block. That's my thing, man. If it, you know How what? did they find a quarter, quarter pound of ham, like an actual ham, unless it was like a ham steak? But how did you find a quarter pound that of ham? The... I think it was yeah, like you a, can find it there. I got it. I think it would have been like a pound of ham. It was like, a, yeah, probably. They look like an end of a ham. You see the bone coming right. through. In the I know, back but usually the... they're more than a, a quarter of a yeah, pound. Usually they're like a pound, yeah, two pounds. more, but. Yeah, well, but that's the funny part. I mean, of he got her a quarter, like Joe said, got her a quarter ham. But it she wasn't a quarter like pound. He's like, oh, dollar sixty-eight. He just forgot to read per pound. <laughs> um. <laughs> She also noticed that the ham was rung up, right, costing a dollar sixty, costing only a dollar sixty-eight, which was not the sticker price of the item. Oh. I think he stole it. She noted. She said he stole it. <laughs> <laughs> but if he stole it, then how did he get the ham? How did she? Know how would about she the know? Ham? How would she know that he got That's the wrong one? Yeah. But because got, she's looking at it. If you get a nice for a dollar sixty-eight, I'm just making my own quarter slice. What are you talking? If I order a quarter pound of ham and I get a quarter of ham in my bag, I'm gonna notice. <laughs> but then, what did he steal? That's what I don't understand. So, but instead of a quarter and, and a substantially well, well, larger amount of, of meat, ham, it did not cost a dollar sixty-eight. I tell you that much. No. That's why as, I think as, stole it. as <laughs> if this mistake wasn't enough. Witchy Coffee also noticed that the ham was rung up as costing only a dollar sixty-eight, which was not the sticker price. I think he stole this. 
And then it just says the clip has received three hundred forty-two thousand so, views. So did, you up, did, did she call this or something? Basically. Did she call them to pay for it then, or did she just receive the stolen goods? I think she <laughs> stole it in that case. Does it technically make it her stealing it? <laughs> I think she snipshot herself technically. <laughs> Wait, how did he do that? How did he get the quarter? How did he get the ham for a dollar sixty-eight? Self checkout. That's kind of my point. Well, like, so you the, like the something or can't skin or one of those options that like so he knew he got the wrong thing probably yeah he had to like make he's probably yeah, like he's yes, like this yeah. is expensive and I don't think it's right so I might as well just steal it and give it to her <laughs> but she'll probably be happy with this she gets some extra ham <laughs> but then what was the dollar sixty eight that's a good question. To me, to me, it seems like the deli line was down and around, and he's like, "Yeah, no, that's not happening. I'll pretend that I got a ham and go get a quarter ham instead, and say, oh, here's your substitution.'" So, it it's, you know what I bet it was is probably something like, because he probably put a quarter pound, and it was like four dollars or something a, a pound, and then so that's why she was charged a dollar sixty-eight. <laughs> so. Here's what here's what the Daily Dot article says near the end. The apparent um, ineptitude of male shoppers is quickly becoming a pervasive stereotype. <laughs> thanks, thanks in part to stories like these. <laughs> like, you guys, I don't want that stereotype. I know Gary doesn't either. I, John, I imagine you can shop well you know, too. I know other skin. I shop great, you guys. I, so I, I tell you, it's funny. The most of the people I see shopping when I'm out shopping are actually males. Like I see, actually, in my market, I see more male shoppers than I. I, I notice more male shoppers than female shoppers. Actually, I, yeah. I mean, like I don't, I don't care for the stereotype. Like I don't care either way because I don't do shopping delivers. <laughs> shopping delivers is the best. Man. Is this why I get bad Instacart orders? It could be. Could be. Maybe, maybe Instacart is stereotyping men. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop a lawsuit on them. <laughs> what if Instacart has an algorithm that gives the men the worst orders? So yeah, her her handle, by the way, is at witchy underscore coffee. So she has a TikTok. You know, I don't know why she had to be so rough on this guy. Um, I was just watching the words go by on the TikTok because um, it was in CC while I have it in this mode. But uh, <laughs> she's I don't know. I feel like. You know enough of these, dude. People see one, and then they get the littlest thing wrong. They're like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna douse this guy." Like, knock it off, dude. Douse some. Let's douse some women on TikTok. Not every woman shopper is good either. You can't do that, Steve. Why? It's sexist. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> I give up Tony has a great point here, guys. <laughs> we don't know. We are presuming. We are assuming here. I mean, we know no, she pre world, so. she presumed. She assumed. That's true. No, sure. We're just following the story. We're just reading the news. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Gigan. Gigan knows. I've actually the female ship shoppers are very territorial. <laughs> I, you I, you I, know what I find weird is it's like okay. we need a it's like we need a documentary on National like Geo. like the it's short female shoppers. The short time I actually did spark, <laughs> you know, all the females knew everybody's name. I didn't oh, know a me. single person that was oh, there. That's so me. 
I, I, like my my wife, she did spark full time, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that's so and so, and that's so and so." I'm like, "I've picked up here like twelve times. I don't know a single person." So the funny thing is, as a, as a guy, so I, gotta say, like, I I know people's faces, but I just call, "Wait, what up, bro? What up, big dog?" Yeah, exactly. I don't actual thing. Hey, girl, how you doing? I got to know like you are here getting this set of again. Nice to see you, brother. Yeah, I got to know the people I pick up. I knew all the pe- people I pick up by name. I got to know the person who, um, the sales associate who put out the meat every single day. I got to know him by name. That's that's totally me. But I, that's everywhere I go though. Yeah, it's not just food. Person. It's not just food shopping. It's restaurants. It's everywhere. <laughs> like they knew all the other drivers' names and what where they live and you know like what days they were. I'm like. That's a little bit. What do you guys do here? Like, I pull up, get my stuff, and leave. What do you guys find time to have these conversations? Where am I? Where's this hangout? Where's the break? Room? I usually did it because if I couldn't find something, I had no problem going up to employee and say, "Hey, can you help me find blank?" And then well, you just I don't have that talking. problem either. I but... find it. I, I, I can't, it's not there. But my my care <laughs> about their name or my my care about their name is never there. My care about our interaction ends the moment they show me where that item is. <laughs> And then the next time I came in, I, I couldn't even tell you it was the same person. <laughs> I, I just, I, you know, may, again, maybe it's just me, Gary, and John, but that's all three of us on this panel. <laughs> but, like, all of us know how to replace an item. Yeah. Like, oh, they're I don't out, know, Gary uh, doesn't they're out of mustard. I'll get them pickles instead. I'm not a moron, guys. No, I know how to replace them. <laughs> But I mean, it's it's not rocket science. You go not available, and it gives you choices. You go okay. Here's and then one. he said it's still not available. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. an associate. No, I'm not going to ask an associate. Even yeah. if I didn't have a list, though, I could do it. Just yeah, I could too. I'm not I mean, stupid, dude. Like, yeah, oh. I mean, like I've complained about this before. Whenever <laughs> I order like my keto bread and stuff, they want to substitute keto bread for regular bread. It's like seriously, people. You're like, sure, dude. Yeah, because the keto didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I even mentioned in a recent video, like, I, it, the Spark, I have a, have a good rating, but I have not a high atoms found percentage because if it gives you a stupid substitute, I'm not going to substitute. Yeah, why would you? Why would I substitute tortillas with wheat bread? Like, what? Are you- yeah. <laughs> what? Well, why would you substitute Cheerios cereal with a quarter of a ham? <laughs> What if the ham is a good deal? That's my new substitute go to. If I ever do an Instagram, I'm substituting something with a quarter ham. You should substitute the whole shopping list with just a bunch of quarters of ham. Now I know what to get you for Christmas. I'm going to get you a quarter quarter of ham. I mean, I am sick of these articles, though, and I do think it's okay if it's sexist to talk about females being bad shoppers. Then it should be yeah, the same and just enough, dude. Look, we're so either... th- this is an approved substitute. You can substitute tortillas with donuts. <laughs> Nobody will be in. I'll be like, yeah, I, I, I don't I, think anybody's gonna be mad. Out. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, they were out of apples, so I got you toilet bowl cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the same, right? <laughs> I mean, I feel like going over the top. They're both now. health items. And like, really, just they were out of everything you wanted, but here's a bunch of other crap. <laughs> I substituted your entire list. 
I think I had the orders mixed up. I don't know, but this is what you get. <laughs> you know, like $300 worth of bleach. <laughs> That's the unknown substance. <laughs> Why'd I get tip baited? <laughs> um, what do we all got going on before we get out of here? Kim, what do you got? I know last night you had the show me team on the... I had Show Me the Money Club team on last night. We went over the Tony shoot interview with Harry. So um, it was got a little heated with Zach and Sergio. I know. Well, Sergio. I mean, I was like, woo. Well, Sergio (laughs) pretended to be like the CEO. Like he pretended to be Tony, but we had no idea what he was doing. And we're like, what and, we were, and then Zach really thought he was serious, so he's just like, No, like, and then we're going back and forth. And I'm just sitting there, like, I mean, at one this? point, Sergio left. I was watching, he's like, I'm gonna leave for a while. He just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. I recommend I mean, anybody who missed it to go back and watch it, it was pretty funny. And it was, like it was a, good it information, was honestly, too. But it was a really good show. Um, we talked a lot about legislation and you know, what it means for DoorDash. And um, it was really good having those guys on and really getting different perspectives and opinions. And I gave Harry a B for his interview. Everybody else gave him a C. But, you know, I overall, you know. You I gave know him those, a B minus. Yeah, I, I know those interviews aren't. <laughs> I, I know. Saw. I know. Well, B minus B, whatever. But I, you know, I know those interviews aren't hard. And I think it was definitely, in my opinion, better than the Darrow one. Um, maybe it's just because Tony Shu was is a better talker than Dara, but um, no, it was good. I, I thought it was a really good show last night. So we I thought have... it was. I thought it was funny that Chris. Chris, if you're still in here, I thought it was hilarious that Chris was like, of course you're going to be on the bandwagon, Kim, and give Harry a better grade than he deserved. I was like, okay, Chris is going to douse him. You gave him a B minus, it gets to Chris. He's like, C plus. I know. And I'm, I'm like, like what's the difference, Chris? There's not that much difference, bro. You're talking like two points on a test. Like, come on, man. 81? No. 79. <laughs> You know, but yeah, but... it was a, it was it was a really fun show. We have the Long Island Dash Experience next week, um, nice. next Wednesday. So join us next Wednesday. It's every Wednesday at eight PM Eastern, five five PM Pacific. I'm like, did I do that right? Five PM Pacific. So, um, yeah, it's it's always tons of fun. Um, we have every every week is just something new. We didn't even get to. We literally had a whole show planned out. And we didn't even get to any of, we got rolling on the whole commentary on the videos that we didn't even get to the show. So, but I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was. And the chat was really funny too. Because nobody else knew what was going on either with the Sergio thing. I was like, dude, what's, and I, and I've been talking with Sergio. I know he plugged the event for August 5th here in Denver with Stephanie Vigil. But, but I was like, man, you're kind of, you're kind of like going against a lot of things that you believe that we're like talking. <laughs> like, what's going on here? I, I didn't really understand what was going on either. I and we the had no like, idea. Sergio is king. <laughs> I know, but they're like Sergio's on his soapbox, and I'm like, what? And, and I'm just sitting there the whole entire time, going, "What is he doing? Like, that's not what Sergio believes in. Like, I just don't understand." <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> I put in the chat. I'm like. It's weird that Sergio is the only gig worker I know that has a pool because he had his green screen of the yeah. pool behind him. Right. And somebody in the chat replied to me and was like, Steve, it's a green screen. <laughs> I was like, really? 
<laughs> you mean it's not a real bull? Okay. Yeah. You mean his, really... his shoulder just doesn't randomly disappear on the right every once in a while? Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because Harry was in the chat before we even started. Um... And I, I told I, I said, he's like, I'm scared. I'm like, nah, I'm the nice one. <laughs> he chimed in one. twice after you started, too. Yeah. So it was, yeah. it was good. It, I, I really enjoyed having the guys on last night and hopefully we'll do it more often, you know, cross shows. So that's actually really to give exciting. Harry a little props to you guys. Yeah. I, I need to, um, I'm not going to grade his interview like you guys did, but I'm going to say that Harry is getting better at doing these interviews and the way he does them, trust me, is the way they will be done forever or else Harry will not get other CEOs on yeah. the podcast. Look, yeah. he's he stays within a in a within a region. But if you go back and watch all of Harry's pieces with CEOs, Dara, um, Tony, the guys at Lyft, you know, if you go back and watch those, the progression is he's learned how to press press some thresholds. But he, of course, he every Dasher's question is always like, "Why do we get paid crappy?" He, that's not a question he can ask. He can't go, "Why do you pay them crappy?" You know, Sergio can ask that. I mean, and Sergio he, will have a great episode with Tony Shu, but it will be the last one. Well, it, yeah. I, I was going to say, it wouldn't even be the last one. He'd probably just get up and walk away. Yeah. I, I mean, I, no. I can't see any CEO sticking around for stuff like that. No. And, and, and most, think, most CEOs want questions up front. Yeah. And, you know, I think Sergio said it, I think, at the end of the show really well. What other channel has had Tony Shu on their actual channel. And, or Dara. Or, or Dara. Logan Green. Or, or like any of these people. And it is happening on the rideshare guys. So, you know, mad credit to Harry. And I'm very grateful and very fortunate to be a part of their team and really being a part of critiquing um, the interview. And sorry, boss man, hopefully the um, well, see, and, uh, some good justice last night. <laughs> and not, not to drag this on, but I don't think a lot of people actually remember when Harry started doing interviews, like, for example, Ubers. You know, the first few were just kind of like ad thrown out oddball questions, nothing real hard. But then as he as he keeps getting these CEOs back for more and more or the managers, he can actually start asking tougher questions. You can't just go into the very first interview and, and just bombard him with any type of question you want, because you'll never get any CEO ever on your channel. Yeah. And and I, you know, I agree. Like, I, I agree on one <clears throat> very quickly. I agree, Kevin. No, he did not. Like, if you had an interview with with Tony for a half hour and he had to stay in the room and you were going to get it, you would ask a lot of hard questions. He has been trained professionally to not answer them, how to walk around them, how to lead them into some other co topic of conversation, how to steer. And he's a professional at this. So first of all, he'd probably get away from a lot of the tough questions, but B, you'd never hear from him again. And, and coming up on your second one, Asking about transparency, I can guarantee you Tony's going to come out with some, well, you know, we do this to make sure every customer has the same opportunity, you know, across the platform, blah, 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 blah. They're going to come up with some BS stuff like that. And the unfair deactivations, he's going to come back and probably put it off on checker or something like that. He, he's not going to come out and say, yeah, we screw up. Look, I challenge anybody in the gig economy to get these people on their yeah. podcast and ask whatever you want. Please, right. please get get Tony Shu, get Dara, get any of them. 
Get any of them and even for 20 minutes and question them. I, I would love to see how it goes. Sergio po pointed out something else too. Like, wait till you're in that interview. You think that you got a bunch of questions, but wait till you're actually in it. Even though you have a bunch of th things to throw at this guy, when you get into a situation like that with a CEO of a multi a con conglomerate worldwide, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a different feeling than you probably are preparing for it. Right. And, and I believe, I believe one interview he he did ask i don't remember which one it was ceo manager harry did actually ask something about pay one time and it, it was like a bs answer that they gave well, he, anyways he asked about paying the tony right. shoe one and i thought actually right he, well he asked about the earned by time and exactly which, because which, he pointed out that yeah which i don't an hour I don't agree isn't with an that. hour I yeah, thought that was cool, though. Right, but I mean, he like slipped I said, it in. It's... I, I don't agree with a lot of what was said in the interview. I, I think it was a lot of BS answers, you know. But I commend Harry for actually getting him on. And that's his first you interview know? with Tony, right? Yeah. He's done three with Dara. You know, because I mean, I, I don't care what world you live in. Earned by time is not the same as earned per order. It's just not. No, no that's what I'm saying. At least I liked the fact that. Yeah. Because even all the articles out right now, Bloomberg, I was looking, that was one of the ones on tonight, but it's just too deep of a dive. But the Bloomberg article was saying how, like, listen, guys, we have a problem here because this earned by hour or earned by time thing isn't actually real. They're like, it's earned by active time. And that means that you're not getting truly paid for hours. So I thought that Harry addressed that. I mean, he pointed that out that you're, well, you're talking about active time. <laughs> Yeah, see, Kevin, Kevin, you hit on on the nail there. His answer was pretty much three sided marking has to be fair for everyone. That's what I said. You're never going to get the answers out. So, right, it's more about you know just going through the motions of having these people on. Like most people probably think, yeah, it just helps. Uh, it just helps the rideshare guy channel. If you go and look, it's actually very strange. If you go and look at how many views that full video got. It's less than like a Kim video gets on the rideshare guy. Yeah. I'm just being honest, you guys. It's like one of the biggest things that happened on the rideshare guy this calendar year, and it gets less views than everything. So the most important thing, but you know, I mean, again, yeah. I mean, was it, you know, I wouldn't call it softball because I believe it's a league where there is it's it's hardball league, so there is no softball. But right, we're dragging this point out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was anyway. decent. I would love to see everybody else's, and I would, and if anybody else can get them, it's not like it's not a joke. I would love to see anybody else interview him. No, no I mean, I really would. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Him get on Show Me the Money Club and Sergio tear into him. Yeah, he would never be back, but it would be cool. You know. Um, but I guess that said, um, Gary, what do you got going on? Nothing. Uh, literally nothing. I, I'm, I'm moving. Uh, I'm going. I'm coming up to Denver in what a uh, couple weeks. So I'll be at your house, mm -hmm. and I get a taste. Steve, he already said I could. So we're going to do that on one of the things. So. <laughs> that's not easy. Yeah. And so, but uh, yeah, that's all I really got going on. Is coming to Denver, hanging out with you, doing a gig conference, doing the uh, the thing after the gig conference, and the uh, the thing after that, and yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Fourth, August fourth, fifth. Oh wait, no, actually, I do. We do have something going on with the Gig Wars app. Actually, uh, we actually have a. We're, I'm rolling out a new update probably first of next week, which introduces Team Wars, so you can compete one team against another team, 
And uh, as the first official team, we're, we're actually going to do the Gig Wars official team versus the Rideshare Garage team. And okay. so that's actually going to start next, this upcoming, yeah, next Friday. So it's not all rideshare, though. No, no, it's it's going to be uh, food delivery, all that stuff. But it's just going to be one team versus another team. Gotcha. So, yeah, I know because those guys only. <clears throat> I know those guys though, or three of them. Yeah, Vinny and, and them, and they only do rideshare. Yeah, it's just going to be one team versus another team. Yeah. So, and Red sits in both those camps. So I don't know how she'll fit in. But she's she's at Gig Wars. She's on the Gig Wars team. She shouldn't be on either team. No, she's the she's she she's literally away. she was literally the first person on the Gig Wars team. She has to be on it. Um, so you guys, uh, John, what do you got going on? Park videos. And if you didn't see John's video, this was it. When was it? The, About a week ago. I got a. I, lo- I love that video. I, when I was first watching, I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" <laughs> and then John's singing. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I, don't know, I put a lot of videos out. Oh no! The one I I shared with our group, our yeah, text. yeah, the the one that used rapping or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was, that a, was, no, no, was like a week. If ago. you guys haven't seen that, go check it out. It's good. It's on Jan, John's channel. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, we didn't even get to the chat tonight, and I saw there was a lot of chat going on in the beginning, probably because of the topic. Um, so I'll have to go back and address some of this because I know the flying cars and everything else just right out of the gate. You know, the cocaine party at the White House, flying cars. I don't even remember what the next story was, but it was equally as bad. And we just kind of started off with these true but horror stories. <laughs> so $300,000 gets you a vehicle that goes 25 miles an hour, but it can fly. And uh, um, that's it, guys. That's a wrap. And thank you to our amazing panel and thank you to everyone for joining us. And I'll be more on the chat next week for sure. I was just, I was going through these stories and I saw it getting way ahead of me. So um, until next week, uh, be safe, earn smart. And real quick, Uh, before we sign out, I know we ran over. And so if you haven't go check out dashing grandpa's channel, he's live right now as well. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And give him a like. Even if you just do it, if you're going to bed or if you're working or whatever, go over, give him a like. And because uh, I know he's been off for a couple weeks, too. He hasn't been feeling right. well. So uh, go check him out and uh, we will see you back here next week, guys. Peace. Later.